Hello, mamas. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jade Abbey, motherhood empowerment coach, founder of the Motherhood Community, and together we are going to redefine motherhood. This podcast is for any mama out there that is ready to step into her power, rediscover herself, and be inspired to thrive as the best mother she can be. So join me each week as we begin to create bigger conversations around the journey of becoming a mother, as well as interviews with the most inspiring mothers from around the globe. So as a community, we can start to empower and uplift each other in this wild but beautiful journey called motherhood. This is episode 16 and today on the Motherhood Podcast, we are joined by fellow mama and founder of the Motherhood Hub. Christine Laffrey. Christine is a mindset and mindfulness coach and has made it her mission to support modern day mums in gaining deeper clarity and direction in their life after having children so that they can begin to create a life of purpose, fulfillment and success in their careers without feeling like they have to sacrifice their family and feel like they're failing as a mother. Combining her qualifications as a certified neuro-linguistic programming practitioner and 10 years of coaching and mentoring with her personal journey as a mother, Kristen hopes to support other mums through their own journey of motherhood to overcome the guilt, overwhelm and lack of clarity keeping them stuck so that they can thrive in both family and career. So without further ado, let's bring on the beautiful Kristen Laffrey. Welcome, Kristen. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here to have this discussion today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you join me on today's episode. And I really can't wait to get into this juicy topic um, around identity shifts that we experience as mums and, you know, what we can do to start building that relationship back up with ourselves um, and get more sort of clarity on who we are as women outside of, of motherhood. So I know this is something that you specifically specialize in as a mindset and mindfulness coach. Um, It's definitely something that I'm super passionate about and talk a lot on actually with the motherhood community. So I really can't wait to hear kind of what you had to share on it and your own experience. So would you mind maybe sort of starting off with sharing a little bit about you and your journey um, within motherhood and What's kind of led you to support mothers the way that you do? Yeah, so I was probably very similar to most mums where motherhood come as a bit of a shock to me in terms of, I guess, the experience itself in terms of the journey. But before I had my daughter, I was very focused on my career. Um, My whole life, I guess, I'd focused on going to university, getting a degree, getting a good job, getting promoted. And it wasn't until... I had my daughter that I guess all of that kind of the focus was shifted from my work, from my job. And um, it became a really challenging time for me because what I come to realize is that I actually didn't know myself outside of my job and, and everything that I guess I'd associated with who I was before becoming a mom. So motherhood was, I guess, an eye opener for me. It was a bit of a, um, a shock, a bit of a journey. And mm-hmm. I guess over the past two years now, so my daughter Lara is two, my son Lockie is one, but over the past two years, it has been a journey um, of getting to know myself better and, and really, I guess, connecting to 
what do I want for myself and my life now that I'm a mom? And like I said, before becoming a mom, I guess my life was very much on autopilot. I was just going through every day, doing what I think I needed to do, what I should do. And motherhood was the first time that I actually stopped and really connected with who I wanted to be for the first time outside of, you know, the next promotion, the next pay rise, the next job. It was really about me and that was really confronting. And this led me down this journey of um, getting really curious in terms of who I was and what I wanted from my life. And it led me down the path of mindset coaching because I realized that our mindset and our beliefs play such an important part in motherhood. And I didn't realize that entering motherhood, a lot of the beliefs I had about motherhood and who I'd be as a mom, I'd created my whole life. Like I'd gone through my whole life with this idea of what it was to be a mom. And then I became a mom myself and all those beliefs came up. And so I really had to connect with that in terms of working through a lot of the guilt, um, a lot of the um, conflict there in terms of how I wanted to show up as myself, but also show up as a mom as well. So motherhood became this, I say incredible journey now, but at the time it was, it felt like a crisis. It felt Mm. like an identity crisis. And yeah, it really was challenging when I was in that messy middle. Mm, I can definitely relate with so much that you've just said. I definitely experienced a lot of that. Um, I know for myself, becoming a mother definitely came with a lot of internal changes and it was very confusing um, to kind of navigate because it was just something that I'd never experienced before, along with, you know, all these crazy emotions um, that I was feeling, as well as all the external changes that I was seeing. I really do remember that first year just um, being super challenging and really quite scary um and I know like we just we experience such a huge volume of change in such a short period of time you know our bodies are changing our daily routines change responsibilities our relationships our career like it's a lot um so I'd love to hear like how was it for you moving into motherhood and how did you personally manage those shifts yeah I think for me, I guess the moment I became a mum, I had this really profound moment um, just after my daughter was born, actually. And I remember we just had these incredible two hours of just um, skin to skin contact. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. We were so fortunate to have. <clears throat> but then what happened after that um, was I had this moment where um, the nurse took me into the bathroom to um, give me a shower before we moved into our room. And I remember in this moment, just capturing a glimpse of myself in, in the mirror and exactly what you were talking about there in terms of those physical changes. I remember in that moment saying to my husband that I don't recognize who I am anymore. And at that time, I thought it was just the physical changes. Like my body from neck to toe was completely swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, physically, like my stomach, like I was so tired, exhausted. I physically was a different person in that moment. But I now know that it was much deeper than that. And like you said, there's so much else that shifts at a deeper level that mm-hmm. we can't expect. And like I said, in that moment, I didn't understand what that was. But now looking back, I see that that first time I looked at myself and I looked at myself in the eyes, I saw something deeper, something that had changed. And so for me, 
even the past two years, to be honest, has continued to be this shift and really connecting to myself. But I'd probably say that one of the biggest things for me in terms of navigating this was just allowing myself to be in the journey. And like I said, I'm still in this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 12 months ago, I had my son and that was an experience as well that I still had to go through. And I think if we allow ourselves to embrace this stage of the journey, we can support ourselves through it. But when we try to fight it, when we try to fight this shift, um, and a really big part of that sometimes is trying to so deeply hold on to who we were. Um, one of the things I see so much in the women I support is this comparison between who we were before we became a mum and who we are now. And I never even thought of that as a, as a concept, right? I mean, sometimes we, we see this comparison in terms of comparing ourselves to others, but It's a really raw experience when you are caught up in this comparison of who you are now versus who you used to be. Mm. And so we can hold on so tightly to who we were. But one of the best ways to navigate this is just to embrace it, to be in the experience, to be in the journey and not try to fight it, not try to suppress the emotion, but actually allow yourself to be in the experience. Mm. And I'm interested to know, actually, because I, um, I'm a mother of, of one, but for you um, and being a relatively new mum again, like, did you find those, the shifts changed at all with the second, with your, your second one? Like, I'm interested yeah. in that. I think for me, I was very much aware of what I could potentially go through. Um, What I will say, and I feel like this was a really big part of it for me, is that the first time round entering into motherhood, I was disconnected with myself before I became a mum. And I think that was probably even a bigger shift there in terms of I look back and I wasn't living in alignment with who I was. And so there was actually a really big shift in terms of the first time. Um, When I had my son, it was very different because I had this level of self-awareness that I didn't have before. And even just in terms of, like I said, embracing that journey, I knew how to do that. I had the tools, I had the strategies to support myself. But the first time around, I didn't even know that that was a possibility in terms of changing as a person, going through this shift and I certainly didn't want to embrace it when I was in it. So I think for me, it was a whole different experience because of that level of self-awareness that I had the second time round, but it definitely wasn't as extreme as, um, yeah, that first experience in terms of entering motherhood, that's for sure. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Like another thing as well, I know I personally have experienced as a new mom was um, kind of coming to realize just how much external noise there is around I guess you know what the identity of a mother is and this idealized picture of how motherhood should be and what it means to be a good mum and I definitely remember kind of feeling those pressures when I had my daughter um but another thing was also kind of coming to realize the beliefs that I'd actually brought into motherhood that I guess I'd kind of taken on from observing my mum and my grandmother um, and the way they were just so self-sacrificing and so devoted to their role as a mother, even to the detriment of themselves, you know, which I know is this generational cycle that we often follow in. Um, But I just remember thinking, you know, that way when I became a mum and that that's the way motherhood is and how I should be. So in those initial stages, Um, you know, I did feel a lot of guilt and fear initially around the idea of 
kind of wanting to fulfill my own goals and wanting that time away from my daughter and kind of even that feeling of missing my old life and kind of want, craving to connect back to that. Um, so I'd love to kind of hear your take on, on that. And also like, what do you feel are the biggest drivers for mums um, holding on to these types of beliefs and fears and that doubt in themselves? Yeah, I definitely think this um, entering motherhood and facing a lot of those beliefs that you hold, right? Like you were talking about in terms of the beliefs that we've, that have shaped us, I guess, in terms of who we are. And one of the things, um, particularly being a mindset coach, is recognizing that a lot of our beliefs are formed in the first seven years of our life. And when I became a mom, I actually took on a lot of responsibility in terms of that, um, that statement there in terms of I'm actually passing on the beliefs, creating the belief systems for my children. But what it did for me is it gave me context into the beliefs that I was carrying into motherhood. And like you said there, we look at the role models that we've had in our life when we were growing up. And so for myself, I grew up with a stay at home mom. Now, one of the things um, that I'd always hear from my mom is how that she chose to stay home um, to give us children the best upbringing. And she did in her mind, that was what was best for our family. But what became really conflicting there is that when I decided that I wanted to start my business, I had a lot of beliefs there around what it meant to be a good mom. And one of those was that I should stay home and raise my family. And it wasn't until I really allowed that to surface and sit with that and actually support myself through that, that I was able to work through a lot of the guilt that I was holding onto in terms of starting my own business. Because for me, having a business or a job or a career is a really big part of how I want to show up, how I want to express myself in motherhood. And we don't realize the, the beliefs, I guess, that we have there that are potentially limiting us or holding us back. But I think there's also a lot of things that come up in terms of fear and self-doubt. Fear, probably more so fear of judgment, I think is probably naturally what we, we all um, really hold there. And, you know, as humans, we all want to belong. We want to fit in. We want to feel like we're similar to other people. And a fear of judgment is a really, really big fear that we carry. And so even just things in terms of speaking up about our experience, our journey, asking for help, doing something different to what we've done before, even in terms of what you were saying, in terms of taking time for yourself, this fear of what other people will think is actually a really real fear that we experience. Mm -hmm. So there are, there's a lot of fear there and belief beliefs and, and, and self-doubt as well in terms of what we're capable as, as women in motherhood. But it does, it holds us back from deciding who we want to be. And it also holds us back from being able to show up in that way too. Yeah, definitely. So like, how have you kind of shifted those and, you know, started to be okay with the fact that you have that life you know, outside of motherhood and integrating that, like, how have you managed to do that and mentally shift that? Yeah, I, I guess it all starts with self-awareness. Um, so my background is in neuro-linguistic programming, which is basically the language of the mind. So beliefs are basically 
my my jam. Like I love I love working with beliefs, but it really starts with that self-awareness first in terms of recognizing that you have that belief there. And sometimes we don't allow ourselves to get curious enough or to dig deep enough to actually understand what is the belief that's holding me back there. And so, like I said, for me, a lot of that conflict was around the belief I held for what it meant to be a good mum. But I also held a lot of beliefs there around what was capable in terms of being a motherhood, uh, being a mum in motherhood. And I had to really work around a lot of those beliefs in terms of I can't have a career and be a mum. I can't have a strong relationship with my husband and be a mum. I had to work around a lot of those beliefs. And for me, I continue to question myself and ask, does this serve me or does this not serve me? And that's a really big part of it. And allowing yourself to have that compassion and and kindness to allow yourself to not live up to that belief straight away right like I was saying if I want to believe that I can have a career and be a mum I also have to be kind to myself in those times where it doesn't feel like I'm doing both but I can't allow that to be evidence that it's not possible for me if that makes sense Mm, yeah and I can definitely relate to that and yeah I definitely found myself several times really struggling with um, very similar beliefs again it's just that idea of that you know because I have always been super passionate about you know having my own business and had all these um, ventures that I wanted to fulfill and um, when I became a mum I just remember feeling so much guilt and that there is that fear of judgment it's a real fear that so many of us commonly experience um, and I do think you know, the societal noise plays a huge part in that regards to what we're exposed to through media and just this whole idealized version of how we should be. So with, um, so would you say it is really just a, a practice of sitting down, writing down what these beliefs are and challenging them essentially? Yeah. So I guess the, the way that I see is most powerful in terms of shifting beliefs. Um, a perfect example of this is, say, looking at affirmations, right? Writing an affirmation that aligns with the belief that you want. And that might simply be that I can be a great mom and have a business, right? Like that could be an affirmation that you hold. The key when it comes to shifting beliefs is that our beliefs sit at a subconscious level, not at a conscious level. And sometimes we need to tap into our emotions to actually start to shift those. So it's really important that when you read affirmations or you journal or you meditate, that you actually feel into the emotion underneath the words, because that is what's really powerful in terms of shifting these beliefs. So actually allow yourself to experience the emotion that comes up when you say those things, but really connecting with them. Um, like I said, it really comes down to identifying the belief, unpacking it. So where does this come from? Where has this been modeled to me? Where have I seen this before? And also where has this played out in my life? But then also in terms of rewriting it, like I said, attaching to the emotion that you desire for yourself. How do you want it to feel when you say that I can be this and this, or I can do this, I am achieving this, but it comes back to that truly feeling it in your body in terms of knowing, knowing that it's actually possible for you. Amazing. I love that. Um, and yeah, I guess through my self-development journey, that is one thing that I definitely learn. And I do talk a lot about, I call them mama mantras as part of your daily routine, um, which can be such a powerful thing. Um, but I definitely agree with you. The linking that emotion to what you're actually saying is absolutely crucial. Um, 
because you know reeling off a heap of words where you aren't really embodying what you're saying and believing on a mental level what you're actually saying um it's hard to really kind of I guess manifest that so yeah and and one of the things I'll say is that I mean we're all activated in terms of our emotions differently and so for me I'm activated through audio so like I can listen to music and be completely activated and so for me say, for example, looking at affirmations, I can't read an affirmation and feel that activation. So for me, I record my affirmations and I listen to them because for me, that is much more activating. And that's what taps into my emotions more than just reading something out loud. So it does just get, I guess, experiment in terms of what works for you and find a way that it does work. Like I said, I never would have thought that I would listen to affirmations, but that is how I activate my emotions. So for me, I'm like, that's, that's what works, but yeah, it just, it just takes getting curious. If um, meditation doesn't work for you, that's okay. Find something else. But um, I think we just need to, once again, instead of adopting a practice that we feel we should be adopting, find something that works for you and, and is really, um, I guess, simple to apply to your everyday life as well. Mm, that's so funny you've mentioned that because I actually, um, it was a little while ago, probably about uh, eight to 10 months ago, I came across this app. There's actually apps now where you can actually record and record your own affirmations. <laughs> and I did it. I recorded all these powerful, you know, empowering affirmations and I would I would literally listen to them throughout my sleep. <laughs> yeah, and they put music then, in the background as well. Yeah, they're amazing. I definitely recommend those. They were so helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I guess like for any mums that are out there listening right now and thinking, yep, yeah, like I'm definitely struggling with this right now. I feel stuck. I feel lost. And they want to know kind of where to start and how they can start this journey of connecting back to themselves and their identity as a woman where do you suggest that they start like do you have any guidance on that and perhaps um something that you've found really helpful in regards to practices that mums can try out yeah so the first thing I'd say is that um when we talk about connecting to ourselves, I think it's really important to recognize we don't talk about this enough that motherhood is a stage of our life it's a season of our life but it's not about just being a mom. And like you said, underneath that, underneath this role we play as a mom, like we are one person and motherhood is not just about being a mom, but it's about being a woman during the season of your life that you are a mom. And I think it's really important to recognize that firstly, because when we look at connecting to ourselves, it's connecting to who am I underneath all the roles that I play because we show up in many different ways and being a mom is just one way we express ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we might show up as a partner. We might show up as a friend, a sister or daughter um, for our jobs. And it's really important to recognize like, what are the roles that I play? So for me, the way that I see it, and I think this is really beautiful when you're connecting to yourself is how do I want to express myself into the world? So what are the qualities that I have? What are the ways that I want to show up? And I see the roles that we play in our life as the way that we do that. So it's really important to come back to you, come back to who you are outside of the roles you play. And so it's really important for you to get clear on what do you value firstly, 
Now, I thought I knew my values before I went into motherhood, but I realized that a lot of the conflict that came up for me was because I didn't actually truly understand my values. So one of the things for me I realized um, pretty early in motherhood was that growth and self-development is actually one of my key core values. Now, the reason this is important is because that doesn't have to act in direct conflict to my other value of family, right? But I recognize that there's different parts of me and there's different ways I need to show up to be able to express all of who I am. So I firstly recommend getting clear on your values and a really good activity to do this, a really practical activity. Now there's a quote that I would quote, but I don't remember exactly what it is, but um, in Jay Shetty's book, um, Think Like a Monk, he talks about values being how we show up in our life and how we live our life, not a standard we hold ourselves up to. And Mm -hmm. I loved the way he put it like that because it's so true in that it's all about how we actually live and how we show up with our values. So a really perfect activity that he identifies in his book is to almost do like an audit of your calendar in terms of how you show up. Because what we want to start to see is that where are the ways that we're not showing up that really should be part of our life. So a perfect example of this is that if I said that I valued health and well-being, but I was to look back at my past week or my past fortnight and see that I wasn't actually allocating any time to myself in terms of health and fitness or eating healthy, it'd be a really beautiful insight there to see that I need to create some shifts in my life. So a really simple activity there to do an audit, to actually understand what are the values that are showing up in my life and are these values that I want to keep and continue to show up as kind of next step to that is then to recognize your priorities. So what do I want to prioritize, right? So what I've just identified there is that if I recognize that my health is actually one of my core values, I need to be prioritizing that in my week, in my day. And as moms, it's really easy to let a lot of that stuff kind of fall away. But if we're really conscious and intentional in terms of how we show up, we can make sure that our priorities are actually supporting us to live in alignment with our values. So I'd probably start with that, getting clear on your values, getting clear on your priorities, and then from there, setting your goals, your commitments to actually ensure that your goals are aligned with the life that you desire for yourself, how you want to show up and how you want to live. But I think it comes back to us. It comes back to who am I and what do I want? Because then it allows me to show up as all of who I am. And that's only ever going to benefit everyone else around me. Mm, So true. So true. Absolutely love everything you've just said. And it's very true, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, you know, how can we really create a life that is true and in alignment with us if we don't if we aren't truly connected and grounded in our own values, because our values really are our drivers of our daily choices, which ultimately create our life, our reality. So I do definitely agree with you in the importance of that. When you talk about, um, you know, getting really super clear on your priorities and how do you, I'd love to know, how have you managed to kind of manage or time manage that within your daily routine and your mum life and just integrating everything because one thing that I do hear a lot from mums is um just not quite really like understanding how they can find the time or make the time to 
prioritize that within the day because you know mum life can be so consuming sometimes <laughs> how do you manage yeah. to do that absolutely yeah like I think for me a really big part in my life that allows me to be there for my two children and still show up for my business and my husband as well is recognizing that things don't always have to go to plan and and it's kind of just allowing yourself to be flexible and to adapt but look in my day there are times where I run around and I will like for me personally I'll prefer to spend 10 minutes of like absolute chaos getting things sorted if it means that I can then have that extra five ten minutes to actually enjoy myself and and to be with the kids and so sometimes there's moments in my day that look absolutely hectic like I would prefer to set a timer for eight minutes run around clean up the things I need to do so then I can sit down and spend time with the kids then to just kind of you know there's days where I allow myself to be in it but sometimes I just need to to get things out of the way um there really is no right or wrong way and I think this is what we need to recognize is that people have different standards, people have different priorities. For some people, for for myself, I'm okay with my washing sitting in the basket for an extra couple of days. That's not a priority for me. And I don't also attach my my value or my achievements in the day to to what I actually achieve. But I think it's being okay with that. It's, It's being okay that there are going to be moments, there's going to be pockets that feel absolutely chaotic, but there's also going to be pockets in your day that actually feel really peaceful and easeful. And it's kind of allowing it to be both and not making it mean anything about yourself. That has been a really big part of my own journey. Um, particularly when I had my son, I did, I had to really lower a lot of the standards I held for myself around certain areas of my life and recognize that I'm not going to always show up in the way that I want to, but I can be kind to myself in that. And I can show myself compassion to know that it's just reflective of the situation and it's truly not a reflection of me. Mm, And I can totally relate to that as a recovering perfectionist. And superman syndrome, it is, it can be hard to let go of some of those balls you're trying to juggle. And um, I think it's so important for mums to kind of come to this realization that it's okay to lower the bar sometimes, um, you know, and sometimes, well, it's needed. It's needed because, I mean, there is this notion of, you know, trying to balance everything. I don't truly believe in balance because I really feel like, never you can never really achieve balance you you have to kind of lower some things to kind of focus onto others I've found anyway um definitely I think I think with the I 100% agree with you there like I think in terms of balance and I think sometimes it truly just does come back to how do I desire to feel in this and I think balance is the word that we generally Mm. relate to that like feeling like we need to balance but it's not it's about how do I desire to feel? And if we can come back to the feelings that we want to experience. So for me, one of my um, daily affirmations is my days are fun, easeful and energizing. And so for me, I continue to come back to that. And how do I make my days feel more like this? Like I said, that doesn't mean that every single moment needs to feel easeful because it doesn't. Mm. But overall, how do I connect to that feeling that I desire? And I think it's kind of underneath that balance it's more connecting to that feeling that you desire for yourself more than trying to 
yeah, juggle everything in a way that they equally kind of take up your time, right? Yeah, I think it's just, it's definitely more about prioritizing, you know, in alignment with those feelings of how you want to feel in that moment and what needs to be prioritized in this moment to connect back to that feeling. So absolutely. Um, I'd love to kind of know from your perspective, as I've like gone through this whole self-development journey and built on my self-awareness and connected back to myself as a woman, I have seen incredible benefits, not only within myself, but drastically how I show up as a mum and how I've been able to show up for my daughter. Um, So I would love to know, how do you feel like it's benefited you as a mother and the way that you show up for your children being more connected to yourself now and having that that deeper level of self-awareness yeah the way I like to explain it um is just a simple analogy I feel like particularly in motherhood when we go through our day we're faced with so many challenges and that can look so different for whether you have a baby or a toddler but basically we go through our day and we face a challenge and how I imagine it is that when we take on this challenge, we pick up a rock. Now that rock might just be a small pebble, but then you go throughout your day and then you're faced with another challenge. And then you take on that rock or you take on that pebble. As you go through your day, that gets heavier and heavier. What is so important in terms of connecting to yourself and having practices to support yourself is you want to be able to put down those rocks before you take on more. And so it could be as simple as getting to the end of your day and your toddler asks for a drink of water for the third time and you snap, right? That could just be that pebble that puts you over the edge. And for me, the way I see it is that if I connect back to myself, if I have practices to support myself, mindfulness practices, I can go through my day and I face with a challenge. I support myself through that. I release the emotion. I put down that rock. And I see this all the time. I see this with my children. A perfect example of this is I had a horrible day yesterday afternoon with my son. He was really unsettled. And the night before that, from 8.30 to 9 o'clock, I'd allocated half an hour to myself to journal and to meditate. Now, I truly believe that that challenge that I had faced yesterday afternoon, I would not have been able to take that on and get through that if I had not prepared myself the night before. And I think it really is so beneficial when we connect back to ourselves, when we have practices to support ourselves, because sometimes the challenges we face in motherhood are really, really big challenges. And I don't think we can get through those if we don't support ourselves through those. So connecting to yourself, coming back to yourself, tuning in with your emotions and your thoughts is truly the only way you can support yourself through a lot of those challenges. Mm, I could not agree anymore. And it is essentially, isn't it, kind of building and creating this sort of self-toolkit for yourself, this internal self-toolkit that you can tap into those internal resources um, in those moments of challenges um, so you can kind of move through them I guess with more ease absolutely Mm, amazing so tell us what is next for you and your journey like do you have anything that you're currently creating through the um, motherhood hub platform at the moment I'd love to hear your vision and um, anything you have planned 
So for me at the moment, um, I'm currently really focusing on my private coaching. Um, I ran two group coaching programs at the beginning of the year, which were a four month one and a two month journey, and they were really incredible. So hopefully at some point, I'd love to bring those back in. Um, I think group coaching is a beautiful way for women to feel connected to other women. Mm. Um, because as we've just spoke about today, our journeys are, are different, but they're so similar. And I think when you know that other people are going through the same experiences, they're going through the same challenges, it doesn't make you feel alone in your journey. So um, yeah, I'm very, very passionate about group coaching as well. But yeah, at the moment, um, really focusing on one-on-one -on -one coaching, because I do see um, the incredible benefits there, particularly in those beliefs and mindset shifts we spoke about in terms of really deep diving into your own personal journey amazing yeah I couldn't agree more I definitely feel like um we are definitely craving that face-to-face -face connection as mums and I guess that sort of tribe aspect that you know innately we've been so used to that we're so disconnected from now so I absolutely love that it all sounds absolutely amazing um I will definitely be supporting you and keeping track of your journey and everything that you're putting out um through the motherhood hub um but I really just want to kind of take this time to just thank you for all the support and resources that you are making available to mums because I really, truly believe everything you're doing is so valuable to so many women out there and really impactful because, um, you know, essentially you're really opening up those doors to more fulfillment and happiness for them so they can really show up for themselves from a more empowered place and ultimately, you know, be able to raise beautifully empowered children. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. So for all of our listeners, if you would like to also follow Kristen's journey or interested in knowing more about what she has to offer, please make sure to head on over and show some love to her socials. Um, Kristen, how can our listeners find you? Absolutely. I'm over at the Motherhood Hub on Instagram it is primarily where I hang over. So uh, jump over there and um, yeah, I'd love to connect with you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. Mamas, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more from the Motherhood podcast, please make sure to spread the love, like and subscribe so you can keep up to date with all our latest episodes and interviews. You can also head on over via the link in the episode bio to the Motherhood Instagram community, where you'll find your weekly dose of inspiration, tips and talks all on motherhood empowerment. So I hope to see you all there.